0: game begin.
1: hey everyone and welcome to the inaugural episode of season three of Daggum nerds episode 73 we are going to be talking about spider-man no way home our thoughts what we liked what we didn't like Gushing way too long about William Defoe, And just so you know, this episode is chock full of spoilers So if you've not seen the movie yet, this is your warning But tonight, I am joined by our true believer patrons, Spencer Thompson
2: Hey, Well, you know, uh, I found out that Electro's mom actually uh, realized that he was you know, going into the bad side So she uh, just decided to ground him
1: This is why we love having you on, Spencer
2: He was very shocked by that
1: That one came free of charge, ladies and gentlemen. We also have Rob Foster. Thank you. I promise not to rob the spotlight. Ah, but you will foster some good discussion, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Well, we are excited to dive into this. Let's get started. All right. Well, Spencer, Rob, let's just dive into this since y'all were brave enough to join me to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Thwip. thwip.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. the <laughs> Spider
2: Man come out to play?
3: Oh, oh I got to say, go, the green it was bubble.
1: incredible. It was spectacular. I'll just say it. It was amazing. <laughs> I laughed. I cried. It moved me, Bob. <laughs> in the famous words of Larry the Cucumber. Now, if you didn't listen to this disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, I will say it again. This is a spoiler. Full. It is chock full. There are so many spoilers. It might as well be a drag race. So make sure that if you have not seen the movie, do not venture any further into this episode. (laughs) But if you would like to reminisce, laugh with us, talk about the same things that you enjoyed, maybe that you didn't enjoy, you can continue listening. But I know you two have seen it because, uh, you can you can see movies a lot sooner when you don't have kids, I've discovered.
2: You know, you're right. True.
1: Not going to lie, yeah. y'all were on Discord like, "Man, have you seen Spider-Man <laughs> opening night was amazing." Like, I remember opening nights.
2: I mean, it was opening technically nights were the fun. day
3: after,
1: but yeah.
2: you know, let's let's not split hairs.
3: I think the yeah. last time I was it was a opening night for me was Avengers Endgame.
1: Oh. You know what? That was that my was last one. that was my last opening day and like we we made it A we had to make a concerted effort to make it so because we were like, (laughs) all right, I know, I know Rowan is only like two months old, but I could not miss this one the culmination of so many movies. Um, but I do appreciate your decorum and uh not spoiling anything on discord so thank you for not being part of the problem because not I, gonna lie i've had to be like off the internet for like two weeks before i could see it
2: i will <laughs> say i don't appreciate people who are like can you believe that this happened I'm like no i i can't because i didn't see the thing now um, never mind so yeah or, I,
3: or I, the I, ones that uh uh had that recorded the whole movie and then there's like hey did you see this and
1: this I'm like, why? How do you Don't have ruin that?
3: it?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, it, it was like, um, uh, I guess this will date me a little bit, but I remember when Harry Potter book six came out and there was people who made t-shirts. That really? Walk around that say Dumbledore dies on page 634. And I'm oh, like, gosh. what? what kind of sick chops do you have to get? Out of just ruin it for those kind of people like that, aha. but Obviously uh, taught
3: by Umbridge.
1: Yes, well,
0: <laughs> you know Umbridge
1: Umbridge holds the special honor of being only one of two literary characters that ever made me physically punch a pillow. I was just so perturbed mm-hmm. with them.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm actually. I just started a, another listen through of the Harry Potter audiobook series oh, so as good. of like earlier this week, and. I'm just dreading when Umbridge shows up because I, I know that she, it, like, you know, I know what happens, but still, it. Mm,
3: mm. Yeah i I was before we go down this rabbit hole <laughs> that it was. Um, I did a uh, a listen through, not I guess a couple years ago, and I was just like,
1: how are Ron and Hermione together? You treated her horribly. <laughs> I, I will say in the movies, it's definitely a like, how on earth did this work? Whereas in the books, I think there's a little bit more argument for, you know, Ron and Hermione shipping.
2: They have more page time and figure out how to actually make things work. And rather <laughs> than it just be, it's like, oh, Ron's has is a not a one note character, but he has a lot of the same notes
0: mm-hmm. that went throughout
2: the movie series, where he has, he's very much more dynamic character in the books, personal opinion, but yeah.
1: Well, let's Accio back on topic here and let's talk Spider-Man No Way Home. So I know y'all got to see it and there's plenty to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, things that probably you didn't even expect that were surprises for you. So my first big question to both of y'all was, were you surprised? Were you able to go into this unspoiled? Mm,
2: I'll... I can say that I did not I didn't know for sure that they were going to pull all the different strings that they were pulling to bring in these characters. I was mm-hmm. I I pretty much thought yeah, they're probably going to do it because that would be awesome and if they know what's good for them they're gosh darn it they're going to have three Spider-Man in one movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I was still that little lingering doubt until they finally popped on screen and then were batting away spider webs.
1: Oh, well, I mean, you know, it, it. you would think, oh, it's a no brainer to bring back Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like you're introducing this idea of the multiverse. You're kind of oh, still yeah. holding hands with Sony. Like it made sense and you wanted it to happen. But yet in the back of your mind, you're remembering, well, they brought back Quicksilver and WandaVision and that amounted to diddly squat. So yeah. it was one of those. So is it one of those? It's so obvious it should be there. And then yet they tantalizingly don't do it. Hmm. So I, I was, I, I cheered in the theater when Andy oh, yeah. Garfield came on, the, like as soon as he opens the portal, first off, Ned opening a portal was perfect. I'm like, ah, that's magic. But yeah. then you see the Spider-Man silhouette. I'm like, uh-uh, that ain't Tom Holland. Uh-uh. That ain't Tom Holland. So as soon as Andrew McGuire came through, I'm like, all right, when's Toby start the watch? Mm-hmm. When's Toby coming up? How about oh, you, yeah. Rob? Oh, I, I wouldn't say I was
3: surprised with, with them, I would say I was expecting it because it was like multiverse. They already fooled us once with uh, Far From Home with that little mystery, all the Mysterio stuff. But and but it was just it was like I still cheered when they came through. It's like, of course, it's perfect. And it, with you, it was or when they were showing Andrew, it wasn't the silhouette. It was the eyes because it was just like, uh-huh. yeah, it was just like, that's it. That's amazing Spider-Man
1: 2 suit. Yes.
2: Yeah, and that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, those are the wrong eyes. It's the wrong suit. Are they they're doing it? Yes. Heck yes.
1: Well, he was also taller, so you instantly knew it wasn't Strange. Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, it just it felt so right and just so surreal to see not each one of them back on the screen was really cool to see, but then all three of them together interacting was just oh yeah, Spider Man Gold.
2: I really appreciated that they didn't just bring the characters back for like in the middle of a fight, they don't really get a chance to meet each other and talk to each other. They actually had some time to build a little bit of a kind of a relationship of, Hey, I'm it's like, I have the same powers as you work. And like, I've had mm-hmm. similar issues growing mm-hmm. up and in oh, personal yeah. life, like that whole scene where, you know, uh, to- not to McGuire, but um
1: Andrew Garfield
2: no 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 no. The, Tom the, Holland thank you Tom Holland is like you know literally crying on a rooftop oh and yeah they both just like Ooh. they land there and just like that was a powerful scene like that oh it was it, trying to talk him down and you know it's just like that that was that, that was a power it scene. was
3: going on that it was like that's the only way that they could have done it of t- being of him is like he is at his lowest moment, after and he's he's gotten the great the the killing line. Obvious, and let's just say it's like with great response or oh, as great soon power. as
1: May said that, as soon as Aunt May said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's actually gonna die. <laughs> yes, but
3: it's like he's at that moment. He's filled with grief, rage, and everything. The only ones who could have brought him back were people were those who. Have gone through the same thing that he went through, mm-hmm. and it was just perfect. Especially with Andrew, that was oh the act Andrew shots. has been, I would say, Andrew has been redeemed. Uh, just he's he's gone through so much. The stories, I enjoyed his movies, but this it was just like he was the per, the the one to give like an actual thing of I didn't I did not pull back my punches. I was rageful. Mm and i don't want you to go down the same line that was it was like yes that he is the right
1: one for this i was so impressed with the acting chops of both toby mcguire and andrew garfield because yes. you're absolutely right that this was not a token cameo no. like they had real roles to play and i think added depth and new colors to their already established characters oh especially Man, toby Oh, yeah. when he came on and kind of served as like the older brother of the three mm-hmm. and talked about like, yeah, you know, Mary and Jane and I were, you know, we're, it's a bit weird, but we're, we're working it out. Like he just had that, that almost uh, old world sense to him of 100%. like, I've I, I been around the block a few times. It's Like
2: I've seen this before and mm-hmm. I, it's like, and, but I'm, I'm used to it and I'm, I'm willing to roll with the punches to make this work.
1: But so, man, the scene that had me just falling is when andrew garfield spider-man yes saves i know MK, what you're doing and then he goes are you okay and then like you can just see that he's like this is what i should have done that time and just like the regret and then yet relief like so many emotions and just a facial expression mm-hmm. i mean i'm there like grasping uh so i actually this is one of the few movies i've gotten to see twice in fact, mm-hmm. I think it's the only movie I've seen twice in my my fatherhood. Cause I got to see it with Brett. Actually, we got to go have a fun guy's night. <laughs> and then Meredith really wanted to go see it. So I got to see it with her. But man, that scene, I like grabbed Meredith and I'm there like sobbing, like, oh, it's so perfect because he didn't get to save Gwen with an image. Ah. And I mean, of course, you know, the scene moves on, but I was, it was just a facial expression. He just asked, Are you okay? And then his face, ah, oh, I was so impressed. Because you don't expect mm-hmm. that in a superhero movie you know you just I expect agree. them to come in and, and smile like <laughs> yeah. I'm the camera do all the jokes
3: and stuff not not show your weaker side mm-hmm. but it was just like that I, I'm with you that was powerful of you could it's like if you, even if you hadn't seen the other the other the amazing Spider-Man movies that the fact that which any, anyone who's listening if you haven't seen it see
1: them but they're, they're good. good yes are they the best Spider-Man movies out there
2: Maybe lot, not, but that, but that's up to interpretation,
1: but they're part, yeah. they're part of the spider verse. And if you call yourself a Spider-Man fan, do the work and watch all of them.
2: I will <laughs> say I really enjoyed the first one a lot. Like that yeah. first movie yeah. that, that hit the spot for Sony. Like I really felt that it was a really good movie. The second one had its ups and downs, but I, I liked that whole movie. Like, the, the ending felt a little forced to me. That's the only part that I'd really ha- complain about. But mm-hmm. I liked the movie itself.
1: Well, yeah. and, and in this movie, I loved how self-aware they were. I mean, <laughs> talking about, like, it, as they're having that that kind of fun camaraderie talk as they're waiting on the bad guys to show up the Statue of Liberty. And <laughs> and told me, I was like, dude, we got to work on this self-talk you you're amazing yeah. i lost it yes
2: <laughs> and earlier when they're talking about it it's like wait you don't use web fluid how does how do you shoot
1: webs oh well, like so is it the only part that it comes <laughs> out do you have a okay. web block i mean it was like <laughs> the you can web tell, block <laughs> you can tell that disney uh, was taking some and sony uh was taking notes from fan debates that have been happening for years since Tomy McGuire came out and how it was different. And then Andrew's like, I have to make my webs in a lab and it's a hassle. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, just so good. Um, but it, even beyond that, they're having that like mid battle recircled the wagons like we're not doing this well i've never worked as a team i never have either i was Um, in the avengers you're in the avengers that's great great. what is it what is that (laughs) but then it's like i thought i was spider-man too and then andrew garfield's like i'm spider-man three and it's just so appropriate because i mean i i think if you were to take a a poll in the court of public opinion i'm pretty confident tom holland andrew mcguire or toby mcguire would be like neck and neck Probably only differentiated based off of who did you grow up with. Like yep, if you're yes. younger, you'll probably say Tom Holland's your favorite. If you grew up with Tommy McGuire is the OG, probably him. But then I feel like Andrew Garfield, almost unjustly so, is like the redheaded stepchild as yeah. far as the three. When it's not yeah. it's not as deserving. Again, are they the strongest? No. But I think he brought a new angle, a new dynamic that was worth seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm happy to hear that it wasn't spoiled for y'all. It wasn't for me. I, I when I saw them, I cheered. There was only one thing that was actually spoiled for me, and I'd be curious if it was for you. And again, it was just one of those like a a half seconds glance at an article on the internet spoiled it. I mean, like you can you cannot be too careful. It's so crazy how quickly this stuff hits the internet. but i I did know going into it that Robbie Murdoch. Was going to be making an appearance as the lawyer, you know, Daredevil. In the movie, oh. I didn't know that I, I heard
3: rumors, but but I didn't, I wasn't really expecting it. But I still was, I was like, oh,
0: that's Daredevil. Well,
3: I had, I had people suspected,
2: people thought, is this person in this interrogation room? Maybe it's Robbie Murdoch. They're in, he's in New York, and I was like, okay, it would make sense if he did show up, but I was still, you know, fully. You know immersed in the scene and then all of a sudden they he you know just doing the i'm a very good lawyer okay. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's, like, it's like thank you thank you so much for putting that in there that was awesome
1: well if anything it just validates what was an excellent series and it's happy to i'm happy to see that they're not just you know like all right that never happened mm-hmm. you know it's it's not the the star wars christmas special or the star wars holiday special it's like yeah. no <laughs> We acknowledge that this character is great. You loved it. Just like, did y'all get a chance to watch uh, Hawkeye? Yes. I haven't yet. I need to see it. Okay. Well, then I won't go further into it, but it's just exciting to see even further how they're validating. It's like they're slowly returning on the lights to their old television series that for a while we are like, so, are you saying this is canon? Or are you just you know jettisoning it out almost got like the Thanos snap? I think <laughs> I all know of who. TV shows? You, I think I know
3: who you're talking about, though. Maybe, maybe not.
2: Well, one thing that I did appreciate in the Hawkeye series is, uh, like in the uh, in one version of the comics, Hawkeye has hearing loss, hmm. and then him where like and that was you know part of the thing, even to the point where Deadpool was like rolled up his mask so a Hawkeye could actually read his. Lips. Oh yeah.
3: I remember reading that.
2: And so the fact that they brought that in canonically into uh, Marvel to where they were just like, yeah, after all these years, he's having hearing loss. He's
1: oh, having- they actually did that.
2: So that, that's a minor. That's great. You, you, you find that out like in the second episode.
1: That- oh, and it's or- great. Cause they do a montage. Where you're like, so how did you lose their, your hearing? And then they <laughs> just choose like a <laughs> smattering from all the different explosions and hard hits. He takes throughout the Avengers movies. It's, it's great.
2: So, yeah, that's one thing that I really appreciate in that, but kind of circling back to Spider-Man, man, I really appreciate the attention to detail. You, oh, I, absolutely. You cannot deny Marvel has attention to detail when mm-hmm. it comes to these little tiny things sprinkled through their movies, their TV shows. And if you're paying attention, you have a great you know, immersive experience. But if you're not paying attention, you still have a fun time.
1: Yeah, great. It's an intricate web. They weave for sure. (laughs) Well done. But but uh, you talk about that attention to detail. When I saw it the second time, there was just little nuances that I picked up that I'm like, oh, that is masterclass right there. Like one of them being that it it was the second viewing that I didn't notice until MJ, um, you know, Zendaya was wearing the broken version of that necklace Mm -hmm. that he gave her in Far From Home. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it like it breaks and she's like, no, I still love it. And then you never really see it again. But then she's there wearing it mm-hmm. the whole movie. And then even after the memory wipe, she's, she's still wearing, wearing it. it there in that coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so part of you is going, like, all right. So even if she doesn't know why, she still has this necklace as something significant to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh. and I am ashamed to say. Oh, we'll go on. Or is it something about the necklace?
2: Well, I have got another uh, top branching topic, but continue with your thought.
1: Well, and I will say, I'm a, I'm ashamed to say, my first viewing of the movie, I was really confused why the Emperor Palpatine Lego figure was so prominent toward the end. What? <laughs> well, I again, I'm ashamed to say, and then the second viewing, I was like, oh wait, duh, that was his thing with Ned. So like, you know, putting that there is his his you know, mnemonic device, his reminder, his token of his friendship with Ned. And then right next to it, he places the cup of coffee mm-hmm. that he got from uh, MJ. So, mm-hmm. you know, symbolically, it's the memory of his two friends. And then he goes off and continues to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that no one knows. Mm-hmm. But mm. I, the the second time watching, and uh, I, I was sitting back and just thinking, what a brilliant metaverse move by the writers to choose this memory wipe because i was thinking about it to where all right so if they don't renew their contract with tom holland there's now a like
2: a closing a a ending of chapter
1: well there's like a canon reason why if a new actor to play Spider man shows up the characters in universe won't have a problem because he
2: never shows up again They have no reason to actually like, They Oh, we're not going to call him Spider-Man who's Spider-Man.
1: Well, they do know of Spider-Man because the, the reporter is like, if Spider-Man needs to show his face. So the, the entity of Spider-Man has not been wiped from everyone's mind. It's just Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. But I was sitting back and going, gosh, yeah. So if, If Sony and Marvel can't ever play nicely together in the sandbox or if they don't renew with Tom Holland because he's now in everything else, Mm. um, they could bring in a new actor. And then it would almost be this double origin story of how that actor got the spider powers and then how that actor, everyone just kind of thinks, oh, you've always been Spider-Man. We just didn't know it was you. And then he has to be like, yeah, I remember fighting Thanos with you of course i do like well, it, would, it would be a weird dynamic of he is to everyone else he's always been spider-man but he is just discovering what it means to be spider-man
3: or it could be an a nice way to introduce a uh, miles morales i was about to or say that, that same
2: thing i was about yeah. to say that same thing
1: well they even kind of softed that because when jamie fox's character was <laughs> yes. like man just the way you were acting, you were poor, helping poor people in Queens. I thought you were going to be black. And then (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry, man. (laughs) Somewhere out there, there's gotta be a black Spider-Man. So I feel like they're dropping hints pretty, not Mm -hmm. subtly, but, uh, anyway, that, uh, I, the more I was thinking about, like that was a brilliant writing move because, They could bring Tom Holland back. No problem. Cause you know, you saw him swinging out there. You know, he's still very much alive and trying to still be Spider-Man. But mm-hmm. if they don't, you could just say that, yeah, Tom Holland's still out there trying to be on the down low, but then here's this new person who's taking up the mantle of Spider-Man mm-hmm. and all the characters won't know the difference. Cause they never, they've totally forgot about Peter Parker. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm like, wow, not only was it interesting, for the purpose of in-universe, but it even works meta outside yeah. of the universe. Oh, yeah. it,
2: it was a masterstroke of a move for uh, them to weave it together in this way.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what was the tangent you were about to bring up, Spencer?
2: I was going to ask, what are your thoughts when it comes to, because you know, he went to the coffee shop after the memory wipe. He was, had his whole plan, and he was going to try to explain things to, to her and kind of you know just do that Decides not to, but he still, you know, like he has the coffee cup there, and he has the GED form, and you're, I'm just thinking, what are your thoughts? Is he going to try to, you know, see her again, or is I would he think just going so. to avoid, you know, Ned and her, just be to protect them from him being Spider-Man?
3: I would think that it would be more of that, um. That it, that he would that at that time that I guess he thought this is too soon. I'm not gonna I don't want to risk this, especially now that I'm going out as Spider-Man in new suit. But it's but it, over time it'll he'll grow those those relationships again, mm. especially be especially with Ned of just like, hey, you like Legos? I love Legos.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I thought I thought a lot about that as well because I didn't quite catch all the nuance in my first feeling because I, I was just so enraptured in the, what's going to happen? Is he going to actually tell her? Cause first off again, excellent writing with the callback. He doesn't rehearse his speech to the admissions lady. And she goes, you didn't rehearse that. Did you? And so <laughs> then on this flip side, he, he writes it down. He's rehearsing, walking in. And then yet he can't deliver this one. And I think based off of the acting in that scene that I picked up a little bit more on the nuance the second time around, is the reason he stops, he he catches himself when he sees the Band-Aid in the cut. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. He he Mm -hmm.
1: realizes, like, wait, without me in her life, she can she's she's safe. Yes, or at least safer. She won't get hurt if I'm not part of the picture. And so I almost feel like it's that classic hero, like, because I love you, I'm going to let you go kind of it's deal. The, the Toby and Maguire,
2: then, the, the first Toby Maguire yeah, the Spider-Man first, movie. Yep, yep, yep. Where he's like, he's like, I can't tell you who I am, because if I do, people will always want to hurt Spider-Man. And if I get close to you, they'll want to hurt you too.
1: Yeah, so I almost feel sadly that, well, what I was trying to figure out is, uh, before he, he swings out the window, he places down another coffee cup, from that same store, and I couldn't quite tell. Wait, so is that the same one that he got before? Yeah. Or is it like yeah, or, is the it suge- same one. or or is it suggesting that like he daily goes in just to get a cup of coffee? That's kind ju- of where just I'm yeah, sitting. just so that he could see her, but he's not actively trying to cultivate that relationship as a way of safeguarding MJ and Ned.
2: I can totally see it being that he goes to that coffee shop because he still has feelings for her and you know he probably you know uh, will for a long long time and so he wants to at least go in there get a coffee that way he can just be like she's okay and you know maybe talk to her a little bit but just be and then be like okay but I can back away and she'll still be safe I can totally see that the hero mindset if you will until she
3: does what she promised and figure out figures out you, is Spider-Man
1: yeah but she's going off to MIT so, I mean, how much interaction is he going to really have with her well, after she goes off to, to MIT?
3: Once he's done his GED stuff that he'd actually go to MIT as well,
2: maybe, but there's a lot of hoops he got to jump through, especially if you don't have a like a I an mean, identity,
1: right? Like yeah. the world doesn't know about Peter Parker. Well, here's the thing
2: though. The I've actually looked at a couple of theories about what actually happened when it came to that memory erase. Mm-hmm. And the thought and the the one that I kind of latching onto is the theory that the memory erase detached Peter Parker from Spider Man. Every memory that linked Peter Parker and Spider Man was obliterated. However, that also leaves you know Peter Parker being a human being with a social security card and everything else identification. Yeah. Otherwise, he can't get a you know you can't get an apartment building, especially not in a place like New York. Oh, you can get an apartment
1: building in New York. You could get a sleazy one. He was not in the Ritz. In, you can't in, take no, he, the you can't take the
3: GED without proper but, identification. So
1: like he has some
2: form of uh, identification, but he also nothing is connected to him. Hmm. Like the video that uh, he sent out to um, like the people as himself as Spider Man probably got you know dusted away. The and everything else that had to do with Peter Parker being Spider Man in the public mind is just gone. But the hmm. things that Spider-Man did are still there. That's why Happy and like knows him, knows uh, his mom through Spider-Man is because of that charity dinner that they went to, and Spider-Man was there and introduced them to each other hmm. in the at mm-hmm. that uh, charity dinner. That was in Spider-Man uh, far, far from Home. Far, far from, from home. home.
1: Well, so the only the only hole I can see in that is then Zendaya. Like MJ and Ned would have memories with Peter outside of the context of Spider Man, mm. and so like, okay, so why does Ned not even recognize him at all? Like Happy, I could see that because Happy doesn't really well, have a relationship with Tom Holland outside of Spider Man.
2: Yes, but so, but well, Ned
1: and MJ would.
2: Now, did was Ned his uh, friend from like a long, long time? Oh yes. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So
1: because so, with MJ, because she didn't really
2: really see him much until he started becoming spider-man and so yeah but I she kinda, knew
1: him at school like he, he was a he was a schoolmate but yet when he walks in that coffee shop it is very clear there is no recognition
3: okay that is true that is a hole so
1: in
2: the theory
3: i would say that it would be i think it's more of no one remembered because i think he said that what if no, you can change it to so that no one remembers peter parker so that the mm-hmm. documents and anything like anything that involves his face, is I'd say like the videos that and anything the everything revealing that he's that he's Spider Man that it's erased. But he's but he's now just like a fa- uh, just a face in the crowd now of people is just like oh you're a student here you don't but you, they don't really remember your name or anything. Okay, so like it's that. not
1: necessarily that Peter Parker's identity was completely eliminated but basically
2: and he said like the people won't remember or er, you know peter parker or i don't know, i can't remember the word he used but basically it's like he has identification but no one remembers that this human exists
1: right because the like, original ask was i need everyone to forget that peter parker was spider-man correct and but, then the, and then changes. The, but then the pyrrhic victory one that he has to go with is just what if people don't remember Peter Parker? Yeah. So I guess, I guess, I mean, here we are talking about the finer, <laughs> the the finer nuances of a magical spell. Like, so does that include social security cards well, being uh, rewritten? Well, but, if you
2: think about, it, like, there's a lot of layers here because Flash wrote a book about Spider-Man, and does that, and so that was his published work. And so I'm guessing, so, so book is just the book poof? dusted? Yeah, yeah. Does it just go away? The same thing with the videos and everything else that's like digital, but this is a physical copy. Hmm. So like is it just away? Like all but yet the Spider-Man
1: merchandise can stay because the entity of Spider-Man is still in the public eye.
2: Yeah. And now does he but or does it say the book stays, but it has to be changed because Flash no longer remembers certain things. And so the book itself is writ is different now.
1: I well, we're like just going to have to trust that Dr. Strange, as the Sorcerer Supreme.
3: He's had- not the Sorcerer Supreme.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he's the Sorcerer's uh, Lieutenant. <laughs> yeah. So I was not as, like, I thought he still was. Like, I understand that Juan was by default when Strange was dusted. But I mean, is that, does that ever come into actual play? Like, he's actually not the Sorcerer Supreme? Like, I'm not like, as I mean- familiar with Dr. Strange lore. <laughs> I'm not either, but
3: I'm just guessing that it's like, I guess I'm guessing it's just kind of like a uh, he he wasn't the Sorcerer Supreme for like the whole Infinity Saga stage. And then in during that five year period when he was dusted, there was just like a voting. OK, it's like we need someone who's powerful to be the
1: Sorcerer Supreme. And then and Wong, they're like, I ah, he's the Wong. Yes, <laughs> he's the one n- to carry the mantle.
2: They went the wrong way.
3: <laughs> I was about to. I was trying to do some fun with that one,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I still think like like it would make sense if Wong stepped in as like a pair sorcerer su- supreme. But I don't know. It seemed like Doctor Strange put him in his in his place. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, he's I like mean, all Wong right. Wong
2: is no slouch, uh, but he's also de- definitely. And we've seen him in, um, what was it? Shang-Chi. Yes. yes. Where He was like one of the the council, if you will, mm-hmm. that was trying to figure out what the 10 rings are. And, you know, he's like, we've got magic, we've got science and we've got um, space. And it's like, none of us have seen this. So, and they did not bring in Dr. Strange. True. So that, that makes me think that he, at least in title, is the Sorcerer Supreme. Hmm. Uh, at least for uh, for the sake of that meeting and probably several other things. So I'm guessing when Multiverse of Madness hits, that- We'll get a few he, more answers. We'll get a few more answers. And that I fully expect them to play with this. The fact that he isn't the Sorcerer Supreme, he's able to do something that he would not be able to do otherwise.
1: Or are they, are they leading it up for Scarlet Witch to be like the head honcho of magic? shenanigans. That that is I don't know. That one I feel like
3: with especially what she did with in uh what was it Westview or mm-hmm. you know West, Westview. Westview Westview that it that it's like they wouldn't trust her to be the head of the sorcerers. Well, especially that- when you especially when you got a oh, what's his name basically his teacher from the first Doctor Strange movie, right? Who very no, clearly
1: I'm- is going out to try to get rid of all the wizards, and, yeah. and you know, but but at the same time, like, did y'all stay for the, or, or have you seen the Doctor yes. Strange two trailer? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, something is going to go down because when your worst enemy is you, how do you reconcile that? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh-huh. it could be that they decide that for the safety of the multiverse, Doctor Strange renounces the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme. And either gives it to Wong or do they give it to Scarlet Witch? Hmm.
2: Mm. Now, well, here's the
1: question. fan theories.
2: If he you know, like, like we've already okay. Has anyone here seen um, What If?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. I was about which, to mention that as well. Which I would, I would, I would wager is almost, if not necessary, very helpful viewing for what they're now doing with the rest of this multiverse i went into what if thinking oh this would just be like you know a fun candy bar like just something fun to tide me over until book of boba comes out in december but no i was like actually there's some concepts introduced here that i I think are going to be really important to have in your mind i still say uh go ahead ahead,
3: i was i was saying that i still think the doctor strange episode was the best one that, that was that just that, was, and that actually touched me. Yeah, yeah, that was so emotional.
1: You mean, you mean, Dr. Tragic, Dr. Sad, <laughs> yeah,
2: Doct- or Dr. Horrible as his? I should, I'm can't, I want Oh, the sing
1: like, blog. Yes, yeah, <laughs> what were you gonna say, Spencer?
2: I was just gonna say, say like, I want to, like, I'm pretty much assuming that how Dr. Strange got his evil side is going to be more or less, you know, taken, bring brought into the live action viewing of it hmm. and so like you know maybe there's some like that is something that has happened i mean i could be wrong i could be well, off base here you know there's his
1: line there. in the trailer things got out of hand like yeah that, that lends well, itself yeah. to the same storyline that happened what, in what if a,
3: mm-hmm. yeah because it does show um there's like one quick shot that shows strange's hand the touching typicals? the the rail, no, no, touching a handrail like going downstairs, and it doesn't show scars on his hand.
1: Oh, so I'm, oh, that's what I didn't think. notice that. Ooh, good view. So eagle. eagle eye.
2: It, it could very well be that he is a. Uh, it's like not, you know, there, you have your one Doctor Strange that went down a completely different path than this other one, and so, my thought is, are they going to be? You know, strictly enemies. Are they going to do what they did in the you know the what if where they kind of merged into one being, hmm. or are they going to be to where it's like no, it's like sorry, dude, we're not gonna like merge. It's like either, only one may stand type of thing. And that's or why Scarlet Witch has to be brought in.
3: Or it's just going to be something completely different where it's just like he needs advice from from himself, and that's the only one available. And <laughs> there's not even going to be a fight or anything. It's just like we're going to sit down. And talk, I hate you I know you hate me
1: Well, I am just excited To see Benedict Cumberbatch Play two Characters in the same movie I, I think uh, he's got the acting chops to do it Which, speaking of Which, William Freaking Defoe
0: thank
2: you. The oh, Green Goblin
1: That gosh. man Owned the screen Every time he was on the moment that oh. that that that
3: reveal in in the room, I was just like, OK, what is what is he sensing? And then he webs uh, Norman and I'm just like, he sensed Goblin, it's something Toby never even sensed. It's and I was, was going just down. down and then just the fight. I enjoyed that fight so much because I felt it. I felt a sense of maturity in a way with mm-hmm. Tom because in the other, in, the, in his other movies, not counting the instant kill stuff in Endgame, he never fought to hurt someone. He always fought to defend himself mm-hmm. and not, and try not to hurt this, uh, the bad guy, even. But with this one, he went full out of this guy is dangerous and he will kill anyone. I got to stop him. And then the laughing from Goblin as he's punching him straight in the face? I was just like, <laughs> I could, I, I was, I was speechless. That I enjoyed that so much.
2: That, you know, I mean, William it was has a smile that is creepy as all get out, but has that I know more than you and I don't care what you're doing. And it's just like, ah, well, there's
1: such a fine line between menacing and campy because, like, a good example of campy. Is, I mean, it, as much as I loved the entertainment factor, when they brought Mark Hamill to play, what is it? Not the Quizzler. It's like the Trickster in the Flash TV show. Oh, yeah. Like his laugh was just campy and it was supposed to be. But man, yeah, when William Defoe as Goblin starts laughing in that hallway, like even as Tom Holland is wailing at his face, you're like, how is this guy still in control? Like, wait he shouldn't be in control. Like he's getting beat up. How is he still in control? Like it just, because he, oh. to, he has driven Tom to
3: exactly what he wanted Tom mm-hmm. to do. Let go, especially at the, at that final fight, where it's oh. just like, you're going, you're going not going to save me. And he's like, no, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, attaboy <laughs> that, it that I was like, you are falling straight into goblins plan of just, we are going to destroy. And, just the fact that it was that it was Toby to stop him
1: mm-hmm. that, it, it, without a word being spoken again. Oh, that acting, acting
3: that acting was so good. It was just like the wording in just the eyes of we do not do this. Mm-hmm. This isn't you.
1: This isn't what May wanted. Mm-hmm.
0: You're
3: All in that. pain
1: right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and you know, classic classic Disney Marvel, you have that really extreme emotional and then, you know, the little campy laugh to take you out of the scene, which was great. Mm-hmm. But but before we leave the fight with Green Goblin there in the apartment towers, the choreography in that fight, the yes. one where he flips him up on the web and then takes him down two floors of the balcony. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like that was such a cool move! Like it almost felt like Arkham Knight levels. It is of from
3: Warriors. it is from the Spider-Man game, the most recent one that oh, came to the PS4. Is it? It felt
2: yes. like a
1: video game.
3: It,
2: it was, was great. there was did there you was so the m- camera movement as well in that. So I'm sorry, sorry. Continue up. I was just gonna, like I was, like I always like to gush over camera movement in a scene like that. Well, yeah,
1: it felt yeah. like a video game because it's like that locked third camera that stays exactly with mm-hmm. level. So it wasn't like you know shaky cam, it, it felt like a video game.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, also, but it was there was a sorry. lot of one take moments in there in like that was through so... that full fight where it's like you kind of feel what's going on, like going mm-hmm. through the walls with them, and it's just like, oh wow, this is this is intense. I, I'm you know, editing my seat kind of intense.
3: But going with the whole video game thing is that I someone made a comparison to uh uh to from the movie to the game they t- they borrowed so many things from the game as saying like you did such a great job there was the flipping web attack may's great headstone what's mm-hmm. written on her headstone is exactly the same thing that's written on it in the game oh is it yes of like mm-hmm. who, when you help someone you help everyone or something like that right mm-hmm. It it was just like just giving nods to that i was like well done i but the the one part of that fight that i that it just it conveyed the power of goblin was when it was like uh i think he uh peter was thrown through a window and he webs uh norman or goblin to try to pull him with him and he goblins is just standing there like Nothing's happening, grabs him, pulls him back. And I was just like, I don't know why that one shot, but it was just, it just showed so much power. And like I said, the creepy laugh of just like, I have you where I want you.
1: Well, it's it's the Batman Joker dynamic of Mm -hmm. the greatest battle is when unstoppable force meets immovable object. So here Mm -hmm. you have Tom Holland, who has been representing the I can fix this, like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to fix this, I can save everyone. And then yet here he is met with someone that he absolutely cannot fix. (laughs)
2: You really
3: can't fix crazy, dude. You can't fix crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. apparently you can at the
1: end, but still. Well, but at the end, it makes sense because it was it was really a redemption story for Tobey Maguire because mm-hmm. he even makes the comment, like, I've been thinking about it for years. And, you know, for Tobey Maguire, he didn't have the chance to cure Goblin because he died.
3: Um, well, he didn't, I didn't think he'd know how to cure him because- Well, he's the he one did. who develops
1: the serum there in the, the science No, lab but I was just like,
3: sl- but with the serum to begin- he wasn't he didn't know about the goblins serum to begin with in the first movie unless he unless it was in that fight with uh harry in the in spider-man 3 that when he was in the lab that he must have realized that's mm-hmm. how they got their powers mm-hmm. uh, got that the strength yes
1: well i mean for both andrew garfield and toby Maguire. They did allow for some some time has elapsed for them. Yeah. So you could always say, oh, well, we found it out in the time that we didn't get to see. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's your safe uh, plot armor right there. <laughs> oh, it happened off screen. So it happened. Um, you know, speaking of uh, Harry, uh, the line in the lab where he's like, so uh, do you have a best friend where you come from? Yeah. He died in my arms after he after tried to kill to- me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's so
1: tragic. <laughs> or it's um, heartbreaking. And, and and uh the the best line in that entire lab scene was when Andrew Garfield looks at Tobey Maguire's like, "So, um, are you going to go fight as a dressed as a cool youth pastor?" <laughs> oh, that's <was> so good. <laughs> and, so- yeah, and then and then he did the classic, you know, reveal that he's wearing the suit under his clothing. Oh man, I lost mm-hmm. it in the theater. Uh, so, all right. Any other highlight points that you can think of from the movie? I got one. Okay. Got when,
3: it. when Doc Ock and Toby, Peter reunite at that, mm. just that one moment of just like, how are you? And I was like, I'm trying to do better. I was like, that is such, that was a moment that I was, I never thought I didn't think neat. I was, I never thought about it, but then that was, there. I was just like, that, that works just the way that mm-hmm. their characters were in the second movie of friends almost father-like figure to, to toby and then it's like here there he is and he's glad to see him asking how he is proud of him even
1: and and i'm ashamed to say i don't know the name of the actor who plays alfred molina alfred molina yeah blew me away like, I, I mean, William Dafoe takes the cake as I think one of the best actors in that movie. And as we've mm-hmm. already said time and time again, I think that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were incredible. And, and I will even say Tom Holland as well. Like, I, I don't want to leave him behind because I mean, he has continued to do a great job. But I was really impressed with not only his ability to just step back into the character without missing a beat, but mm-hmm. then to go through the transformation of, all right, now you have to go back and play good Doc Ock. And it, it felt, it didn't feel forced. It felt like, oh, this is appropriate for that character.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And he didn't have a whole lot of time to do it either to make you believe that that transformation had set.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: but, but, oh, yeah. but, but like the line that you just said, like, how are you doing? I'm trying to do better, you know, like all of that just made it feel real.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like moments like that. <clears throat> I really like Doc Ock as a character. And as a before he, you know, got the arms that were affecting his mental state, like I was like, wow, I really like this guy, this, you know, you know, intelligent person who's trying to do good for the world with just a little bit of narcissism thrown in to kind of like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And you know, no one else can. And, and then all of a sudden he turns, I was just like, but but he's a good guy. And he does it's like it's it's the you know, the things get into the brain that's really messing with him. And I always, you know liked one his redemption in that spider-man movie uh in the Mm -hmm. uh in spider-man 2 with toby mcguire but i really appreciated that you get to know him both with and a little bit without that interference from the arms Mm -hmm. yeah because that is he's been one of my favorite spider-man villains for a long long time since i saw that that movie
3: that i agree he was he was definitely my favorite of just like Willem Dafoe, being Green Goblin, just pure chaos. Yeah, he's that's good. He's number two. Mm. But Alfred Molina be, and as Doc Ock, being not just evil, being a complex character of mm-hmm. fighting grief, wanting to actually succeed in what he in what he was trying to achieve, and and be, just the complexities that he was in. It was
1: he was he was he like like you. He's my favorite of the film villains. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying that Spencer was your favorite there for a second. Like you. Aww, he's yeah. My he's favorite. my favorite villain. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
2: me.
3: No, but when going, but going with a uh, Man too, I all I like after seeing far from home, I was, I was, or not far from home, no way home. Mm. That when he was, uh, that some, I always said, or I keep saying is that someone must have, Recently, what had recently watched Spider 2 and hooked on mm-hmm. to Doc Ock's line of, I will not die a monster. And it's mm-hmm. just like, this is the plot. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Now, can I uh, steer us in a slightly different direction? I wasn't too blown away by Sandman or Jimmy Fox's Electro. I, I felt like they did okay.
1: But I don't think audiences yeah. were initially either, you know, yeah. because. That they're both from what I would say are easily the the lesser echelon movies, and mm-hmm. so I thought it was just ballsy for them to even bring them back, like including Lizard Man, because mm-hmm. I, I think he gets a lot of grief for mm-hmm. the Amazing Spider Man, and just you know, really, you tried to pull that off with that CG. Um, but I mean, the fact that they brought them back, and you know, I I think the producers must have also realized, all right, these guys are not going to be able to withstand the same acting chops when put up against is it alfred molina
3: yeah alfred, yeah, alfred molina
1: and william defoe so i think they purposely gave them more campy lines i mean sandman was just annoying it was like i don't trust everyone in fact i don't even know kind of know why i'm here i'm just gonna turn into a whirlwind whenever i feel like it you know like i i feel yeah. like there needed to be a little bit more emphasis on he wanted to get back to his daughter because i felt like he was just kind of a grumpy man more mm. than anything well i felt that
3: it was Of all of them, I felt Sandman was just kind of out of place of becoming, being in the final fight in a way
0: Hmm. of
3: that. It was like he was helping Peter. He was, they were trying to, and he was trying to get back to his daughter. And he was being supportive, like, give Peter a chance and all this. But then after it's like, so you listen to Goblin just once and then you're like, no, I'm going to be evil.
2: Yeah, that that, that was part of the reason that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop was the quick turnaround. Now, I guess, you know, you can just say villain's going to villain. But it's, <laughs> th- that wasn't quite a as as satisfying as like William Dafoe, like you said. Like there was a reason that he is like is like he is, and it is you know the the serum it's t- tainting his mental state, and you know that Doc Ock again the arms are really messing with him. Electro is just kind of has a god complex, mm-hmm. and it's like that drives his character. Um, Lizard Man is just kind of like well, it's like we have a, like. I enjoy being raging lizard pers- person now when I'm in lizard form. And so, yeah, but it's, you know, Sandman, he maintained all of his, for lack of a better term, humanity when he, like his, uh, when he went into sand form. So it's just like, okay, you're, uh, you're, it you seemed like you could go either way, which he did. I suppose. Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like a compelling reason for him to all of a sudden be so gung ho to go against uh, the spiders.
1: Well, it's because he's really good at going against the grain.
2: <laughs> you know, I I feel like I laid that down there, and you just you like, did. Sniper, you just scraped it off.
1: Hey, well ah. done, well <laughs> done.
3: <laughs> you know what? We haven't talked about the greatest villain yet. Oh no, Jay Jonah Jameson. <laughs>
1: I, I will say, been... I loved how they started him off as a conspiracy theorist with like yes. filming in his basement. Yes. And then <laughs> notoriety makes it to where he's got like a full-on production studio. Mm-hmm. I, and they're like, get your daily fix. Like, oh man. <laughs> I, when
3: I first saw the the post-credits scene of, in Far From Home and he comes up on screen. I was just like, yes! He's like, <laughs> he was the great, I would say he was the greatest, comed- he was the greatest part of uh, the Spider-Man movies of just like, you- when he was up there, you knew you're going to have a fun time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there, but then with No Way Home, I was like, yeah, he's a little funny, but he's actually, he's sinister. And uh, just Especially at that fight scene and peter looks down and he sees him he's like got you Mm -hmm. i was just like
1: that is sinister (laughs) it's gotcha journalism he's just trying to make a buck after off of someone else's tragedy right yes but it's still just the fact of he was actually a threat and i won't say
3: like full threat but still just enough that it's like in the other movies, or he was this like comedy. I was like, "I want a picture of Spider-Man," and I want to throw a bad headline. But here is this like, it shows actual consequence. Peter's seen his consequences of his actions, and he's and Jameson's getting in his head publicity as well. As is a big is a knife. Like you,
2: if someone controls your publicity, they mm-hmm. can paint you in any light they want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he painted him as the villain in every brush he could possibly get a hold of.
1: Well, including that guy in the, what was it? Department of Damage Control. (laughs) I mean, everything he spun like, oh, so you in his illegal vigilanteism was his main accomplice. Yes. Oh, well, you're going to have to lawyer up because child endangerment is a real hard one. I was like, man, they're not giving these people a break. Why is everyone out for (laughs) Spider-Man? Maybe he was paid by Joe Jamison. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: It could be, but yeah. And honestly, overall, I feel like they did a really good job of making you hate the people who, you know, like you need to hate and love the people you want to love and then just sit back and enjoy the nostalgia for when those parts came, it was,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and it all seemed like it fit together because it could very easily have made these to where it didn't jive together like they should have. It's funny you say
1: fit together because I I was reflecting with this with Meredith afterwards, and I said, you know what? This really did feel like the Spider-Verse equivalent of Endgame, to where when you think about it, this really is the culmination of eight films, because you've got the three Toby Maguire, the two Andrew Garfield, and then this is the third of Tom Holland, and in a way, this is the culmination of all of those stories, because you get a resolution to all of those different stories. Mm. It may not be the resolution that the original trilogy gave or the original duology. <laughs> what do you call it? just a duo? Uh, duo. Just say- <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but in a way, it still felt like a very fitting end to all eight. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it, and it had that kind of crossover event feel like we expect in Avengers movies.
0: Yeah.
3: Do you feel that now that No Way Home is? Or yeah, No Way Home has come to pass, and with Loki and all this, that we'll see them come back.
1: I I don't think we'll see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Uh, I think I I think that was a one time like lightning can only strike once. I would um,
2: want them to make it to where they kept coming back personally because I feel like that they they left it on such a good note.
1: Yeah, it's like Toy Story three. It's like, why did you make Toy Story 4, everyone? Toy Story 3 was so perfect. Why I, why reopen?
2: I mean, I like the movie of Toy Story 4, but I do agree the ending of Toy Story 3 was just that, like... That, yeah, that final spell. Perfectum schlag.
1: Like-, like, why open it again? Because, yeah, Toy Story 4 was, as I say, resoundingly okay.
0: <laughs>
1: I, but, uh, no, I... I don't I don't think we should see them again. I think it was too tied up in a bow because, I mean, a, as it would stand, like, they both got returned to their universes, now with healed villains. And, you know, th- there's kind of that, I mean, I don't want to say it's a completely happy ending, but, I mean, well, at least it's a hopeful resolution.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. We know where Doc Ock was pulled out of from his timeline because he said it. He said, like, Last time I last thing I remember was I was about to have my you know my you know invention was about to go critical and I had Spider Man by the neck and then suddenly I was here. Well, if you go back to that movie, it had already gone critical at, at the time that he had his you know little pinchers around Toby's neck. And so if he goes back there, he was already on oh like two minutes or less away from regaining control of himself. Hmm. And so he so goes back there. how much different is it really going like, He goes back there. He still dies.
1: Huh.
2: I'm pretty sure that he he still dies in that timeline. So, uh, hmm. unless something radically changes, but the way they set it up, it, I'm pretty sure he doesn't make it out of there. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that for yeah. any of the other villains. Uh yeah, cuz with uh,
3: Electro, he w- like he was saying that he was he is powering up in the grid and then <laughs> so he's,
1: so he's going to reappear in the middle of the grid as a regular guy.
3: <laughs> no, then, it was like he was fried? charging up so that he, the moment he comes back, he gets fried and dies. So. Oh no. Wow,
1: so maybe this wasn't such a happy <laughs> for all the guys. Maybe Dr. Strange was right. Just hit the button.
2: Yeah. In the back. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I don't know about Sandman or, or Goblin. Goblin or um Lizard or Lizard. Because I'm pretty sure Lizard that would actually save him. Uh if he like if he changed back oh. any time before. No, but did he die?
3: No, he, he didn't. He was put in prison, but when was he pulled? Because if he's pulled before the events of the finale of Amazing Spider-Man, that means that. Captain Stacy would still be alive uh, oh, and, and then God. Gwen would not be and it would and we Gwen, still have her dad and, and but and... also t, uh, Andrew's Spider-Man would not be guilt ridden for for basically going behind going
1: back on his word from and again maybe we should go back to Dr. Strains in the calculus of the multiverse their sacrifice is worth more than their lives
2: i mean it's it's a harsh thing but there is an argument to be made that he that dr strange's plan was the correct one
1: there's only one way
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so you you brought up uh that sandman was kind of disappointing was there anything else that stood out to you as not going down like a spoonful of sugar in all of this mm. i i'm gonna say and fight me on this one.
2: If you assist. I think
1: I think Zendaya is the weakest actor in the movie. Really, I I think she plays that same character in all of her movies. That kind of like emotionally aloof, standoffish, snarky. But I I really felt underwhelmed with the emotion of the final scene where she's being told that she's going to forget the love of her life. Mm. Like to me, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was depth to her performance. There, it was kind of like. But but we can talk about this and come up with an idea, and, and we and we should talk. Uh, I was trying to think to myself like, if I was told that I was going to forget Meredith, there would be a little bit more tears and a little bit more emotion than just like, well, we can figure this out, right? And yeah, well, they I, had they had their their lens flare kiss, but I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed.
3: Well, I feel like that one is like. Easily that if you're got if you're got a moment if someone tells you that you're about to be you're about to forget them that it's just like especially with her mathematical scientific mind basically of we got I can figure this out I can do I can do this do that and but also it's like the hope of he'll tell me once once this is all resolved that he'll he'll come back and tell me and we'll be back where we were but it's still but I get, I get where you're going.
1: I mean, I, I can see an argument for that, but at the same time, Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire with just facial expressions and no words did more than she did in like two minutes of dialogue and a single facial expression from each of them.
2: I, I will say this. Toby Maguire has had, like just as an actor, has had many, many more years of acting experience as well as William Dafoe and all these others who do a lot more with their face to just kind of get that across. However, I went into this thinking like, Oh, uh, Zendaya probably won't have that much, uh, you know, emotional response to many things, but if I watched her and she did, it was just a little bit more nuanced than some of the others, more overt acting. And so I think it was there and it's, it's not as grandiose as say, you know, Andrew Garfield, took McGuire. It's not as, uh, like, just over the top as um, Green World Goblin, Warfare. but it, it fit her character that she would be, she was concerned, like, r- when she was sitting there staring at the box, saying, like, I got to press the button. It's like, he, I haven't heard from him. I got, and it's like, this isn't, you know, like, something's wrong here. It's like, I feel like I need, need to, and she's discussing it with Ned. I feel like that there was a fair amount of emotional, like, you know, just, I wouldn't say, I, don't know, I feel like that she did come across as emotional enough for her character. Uh, granted, in the her other films, ha, like some have, it's been a little bit lack lacking in some of the things. She definitely has been, I'm not sure typecast is the right word for it, but definitely that's the what she generally defaults to. Mm-hmm. But I still think, like, mm-hmm. I, I can see her growing as an actor, actress, whatever, and into this movie. I really feel like she did a good job.
1: Yeah. Oh, listen, I would say it's like, all right, how how do you call out the stallions from the the stable of horses so i mean i i think like all right she still did a very good job but you're but but it's the weakest when you've got like the olympics and then all right you're a state champion like Mm -hmm. that that's what it felt like to me
3: guys are you saying
1: because like ned ned i felt like and i i I don't know the name of uh the actor who plays him but like there was never a moment like wow that was just acted incredibly but I felt like he acted well to his character who is clearly the comic relief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like when he's interrupting their kiss, when he's talking about, you know, you, you can take the man out of the chair, but you can't take the chair out of the man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I promise I won't become a superhero and kill you. Like all of those <laughs> moments I felt were done perfectly. But yeah. but I'm also not expecting him to be at that like Olympic level. It's like, hey, you did your role, you did it well. But it was like your cap was an eight out of 10 and you and you nailed it. Yeah. Um, so that, that I, I guess the, the better way to say it is I felt like, uh, in a room of Olympians, she still kind of felt like a state champion.
2: By the way, a is Jacob Batalon, B-A-T-A-L-O-N, Batalon. And
1: I would be curious if he's actually Filipino in uh heritage. Cause when, when Meredith and I watched the movie, we were like, it sounds almost like Spanish, but it's not Spanish mm, and it's so Filipino. So was,
2: uh, oh, Hawaii.
1: Hawaii. Okay.
2: born on Hoululu, in on in Honolulu, Hawaii.
1: Okay. That's about as Hawaii as it gets right there. Capital.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um well uh that that was probably like the one thing that I was kind of eh take it or leave. Um anything else that was kind of uh more of a more of a venom than a Spider Man <laughs>
2: <laughs> personally I've talked about most of my mine the and again I like the movie as a whole. The only things I was kind of lukewarm about was three of the villains who, I guess they didn't get as much screen time, but also it kind of felt right for them not to, because you're like, you know, Doc Ock and Green Goblin were definitely the powerhouses of mm-hmm. the villains in this. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I can't really say there was anything else that just really stuck out. Maybe I, if I watched it again, I would see something, but no. What about you,
3: Rob? I said I would think that. I was just thinking about it. It's like I am a little disappointed with the uh, Venom after-credit scene.
1: Oh yeah, you didn't think they they left it kind of open to interpretation of like, I'm, wait, some of the symbiote fluid was left behind. I mean, Venom I, is not like in this universe. I like that idea. I like how
3: they're going with it, but I also felt of really you can't. It's just the entire time of him getting there. He's sitting at a bar trying to figure everything out. I mean, <laughs> I was just like, "It's Venom." He would probably take been been like, "Let's go."
1: <laughs> well, and the other thing is like, so wait, everyone else got transported to New York, and yet he gets dropped in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Like,
3: no, it was um, I watched venom We, my wife and I watched uh, Venom Two. Recently, and it was an after credit scene that they were uh, they were at like a Hawaii or somewhere in the movie. And then it and the credit credit scene uh, shows that they are transported to Hawaii still. But in
1: but, oh, but it's in, in that universe. same universe. Oh, gotcha. OK, I've not seen Carnage. So, ah. OK, so that part was missing for me. OK. All right. That makes a little more sense then. So mm-hmm. so wherever they were. In the in universe, two. they teleport to that exact same location in this universe.
3: Yeah, okay, that's what I'm guessing. Especially because, like, if you're thinking about it, all of Spidey's villains
1: are in New York, they were in New York, so yeah, I, that makes sense now. Okay, well, I, eventually I have to get around to watching Carnage. You know that yeah, that definitely I falls that. in the category of probably an yeah. airplane movie. Cause I really don't think I'll be able to convince Meredith to watch the Venom movies with me. Um, <laughs> doesn't necessarily sound like a character she would be getting behind.
3: Um, or Morbius.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or yes, yeah, certainly not Morbius for know, like, a hard I, pass.
2: I don't know. Like, you know, the vampire, it's like, hi, my name is a vampire. And I go, at night, it's like, you know, like, you know, you know there's a little bit of something there.
1: You got a little something on your neck there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I think, uh, all of that would be probably the same as garlic to a vampire to Meredith. Like Mm -hmm. that. that, (laughs) um, So last question, where does this rank in your overall Marvel movie MCUs? So for me, I had had one friend say like, oh, this is my new favorite Marvel movie. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna need to back up a little bit because I really don't know how you can make the argument that this was better than Endgame. Um, but I I would say that overall this is definitely in my top 10. Yeah. Probably even in my top 5. I, I, I would thing. I would not go so far as to maybe say top 3 but easily in my top 5.
3: I'd say that is same of top 5 in my in MCU list but number 2 spot in favorite Spider-Man movie.
2: Well, number your number 1.
1: Yeah, what's your number 1 Spider-Man movie? Spider-Man 2, so Spider-Man 2, the oh, yep, the original, the, the originals, then No Way Home, and
3: then Into the Spider-Verse. The, yes,
1: we need to have a we need to have a show dedicated to just that movie. Yes, Into oh. the Spider-Verse is amazing, incredible. I can't wait for the, the second one. Oh yeah, the sequel so good. Oh, all right. How about you, Spencer? Where does this fall?
2: Mm, for MCU, it's definitely top ten. I I'm not sure if it broaches top five or not. It's good. It might be five or four in top five, but I think this might have actually crested my favorite Spider Man movie. Of those eight, I think this might have just pushed its way to the top because mm. I enjoy the nostalgia, but there's always been a part of me that have, has liked the Tom Holland Spider Man just a little bit more than the Toby Maguire. I don't know why. Maybe it's just his acting, the way he acts, or just there's one too many. Hold on, Mary Jane! <laughs> that just kind of like, you know, and I just i don't know didn't quite not having you know, to go through
3: it, it, uh sentimental speeches every five seconds
2: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that just like i enjoy the movies they're definitely nostalgic but i like tom holland's acting of spider-man a little bit better mm-hmm. than i like mm-hmm. tommy maguire's mm-hmm. but again i still love those movies so i think this is definitely my number one spider-man film
1: hey i think that is absolutely valid so all right that was a great discussion and kind of as a surprise to you guys, I thought we would bring back a dadgum nerd's favorite. An oldie, but a goodie. It's time for some dadgum feud. Feud. Oh. feud. So for those of y'all who are not familiar with this game, I type in some search terms into an incognito page on the Google. And the game is that Rob and Spencer have to try to guess the top result so as you may have heard in previous episodes it is important for you to have your buzzer sound so spencer what is your buzzer sound
2: uh for this episode let's go with whip
1: I, I was gonna see if someone was gonna break out the the spider-man whip all right rob how about you
2: <laughs> oh gosh you did i steal yours
1: I, I I was
3: I was thinking of just going like I'll do okay Mary Jane
1: <laughs> there we go the old Tobey Maguire all right so the first prompt is okay. very simple Spider Man should the whip Spencer
2: um uh make another movie.
1: Uh, not even on the board. Not in okay. the top five.
0: Mm.
1: Mary Jane! <laughs> Rob. Uh, Mary MJ. Nope. Mary is not on here. In fact, none of the top five were relationship ones. Oh. Okay. Um, to give you all a... Uh, one more guess, and then I'll start giving a hint.
2: Okay, Thwip. Uh,
1: all right, Spencer.
2: Uh, no, it's Spider-Man
1: Should. Spider Man should. So man sh- should blank. Um,
2: should. I'm going to go out and live here and say, kill Green Goblin.
1: Nope, not on there.
2: Okay. Hmm. That doesn't have anything to do with the villains at all.
1: All right. I will give a hint. Okay. Okay. This was not so subtly alluded to in the movie.
2: Spider Man should. Um... Okay. The whip. So- all right, Spencer. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man should, should, um, talk to, uh, uh, MJ again.
1: No, no. Oh yeah. So
2: you said relationships. were. Yeah. There.
1: Another, another hint. Something. So- Electro is very opinionated about this. Oh, 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 Mary Jane. Uh, oh, all right, Rob. Spider-Man should be black. That was the number one Google search result. Funnily enough, the number one was Spider Man should be black. The number five is Spider Man shouldn't be black. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Make up your mind, Internet. Uh, Number two was Spider Man should be a woman. Uh, I mean, there is a Spider Woman. I was going to say that's Spider Woman. Um, I mean,
2: very different power set, but yeah.
1: Number three is Spider Man should have ended. And then uh, number four is Spider Man should end already.
2: Well somebody so uh,
1: apparently the internet is either change change Spider-Man or just end it. (laughs) Seems to be the uh the internet's uh opinion. All right, so that is one point to Rob. All right. The next one, the next prompt. Why is Spider-Man blank? Thwip.
2: Spencer. Why is Spider Man? Uh, so, uh, Young.
1: Nope. Not on there.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, I'll give you a hint. This one has to do a little bit more with the meta, not necessarily in universe. Okay. Why is Spider-Man blank? Thwip. Spencer. In theaters. Nope. But, but you're, you're thinking more along the right lines.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Rob, you gonna marry Mary Jane your way into this? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, okay, Mary Jane. All right, Rob. Not in more movies. Okay, not is the right direction, but it ha- okay. doesn't have to do with movies.
2: Uh Thwip. Spencer. Why is Spider-Man not on Disney Plus?
1: Boom! Oh, you- That's that's
2: My brain originally went there, but then I was like, no, no, he didn't have not in the title. So maybe it wasn't. Okay. But yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So point to Spencer. Uh, Funnily enough, that was actually the number one and the number three. The number one was not on Disney plus with the plus symbol. And then Uh, the number three was not on Disney plus with plus spelt out. Okay, Um, I can see
3: that.
1: The number two is why is Spider-Man so popular? Okay. And the number four is why is Spider-Man red and blue?
2: I mean, I guess that, I mean it's
1: a valid question because I, if because that's superhero colors. I mean
2: I mean, why is <laughs> Iron Man red and you know gold? Why is Captain America well, t- red, white and blue?
1: These are the questions we may never know well, the answer
3: to obviously with with iron man it's he's it's tony he wouldn't go any other way <laughs> hot rod red and
1: all right well the score is currently tied at one okay. one so the the patron true believers are tied obviously all right it's anybody's game so now we're gonna move a little bit outside of in universe to more metaverse okay the next okay. prompt is why is toby mcguire blank mary jane not Trump.
3: Not in any more Spider-Man movies.
1: Uh okay, I will say that is I'll give you a close one. That is a that is the third prompt. Oh. And, and it wasn't those words exactly, but why is Toby Maguire not in uh the new Spider-Man movies?
0: Oh, okay.
2: Which
1: is no longer true. <laughs>
2: yes. All um, right, so that
1: was the number three.
2: So the question prompt is why
1: why uh, is Toby Maguire, Maguire blank. I'll actually be shocked if we get this one. So I'll, I'll actually I may have to cut this one off. Uh thwip. Spencer.
2: Why is Toby Maguire um not acting as much.
1: Okay, that's a bit closer. That that's not on the board, but that's a bit closer to the answer. Okay. Okay. Please. Okay. Think of uh, typical moves that celebrities might take for mental health.
2: Mental uh, Thwip. Spencer. Why does Toby? Why is Toby McGuire not uh, at a spa? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not at a spa. It is a not. So I'll throw that last hint in there, and then we may have to just pull the plug on this one. So why is Toby McGuire not Mary Jane? Rob. Uh, why is Toby M- McGuire not retired? No. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pull the plug on this one because this one was actually oddly specific. Huh. So the number one uh, query on Google is why is Tobey Maguire not on social media? Oh,
2: oh I would not have Probably that. because his
1: personal business is Nanya internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, the number two, three, guessed. and four all had to do with him not being in certain types of movies. Uh, number five. Is my favorite, which is why is Toby Maguire vegan? Oh, he's vegan. Well, I don't know if that's true or if the internet just thinks that that is true. Oh,
2: you know, I mean, you, you got a point. Yeah. So. All
1: right. This <laughs> one, if someone gets this top query, I may just automatically let you win the game because, okay. uh, but okay. you're currently tied at one one.
2: <laughs> so, I, but yeah. since
1: this one is so hard, if you get one in the top five, I will oh. still award a point. Okay. Okay. If you get the number one, I'll give you three points. Okay. Why is Andrew Garfield blank? Why is Andrew Garfield? Mary Jane.
3: Rob. Uh, not in, in Spider-Man or not in a made scene Spider-Man 3. No. No.
1: <sighs> nope. Nope. Why um, is Andrew Garfield blank? Whip Spencer.
2: Why is Andrew Garfield? Um. Oh, what is that movie that he was in? Uh, I don't know. It's like something that where he's like, "Why is Andrew Garfield not in?" Uh, or, or in a like this movie instead of I don't know. Uh, I'm, I lost it. I had something.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say I don't even know what your answer is at this point, so we're yeah. gonna pass.
2: Yeah, pa- uh, mm.
1: Um, I will say one in this top five is mentioned in the movie. Why is Andrew Garfield?
2: Uh, the whip. Spencer. Why is Andrew Garfield Spider Man? Uh, uh, emotionally, uh, it's like troubled.
1: No, no. Mm. Uh, it's a lot funnier why is andrew garfield oh oh, uh, oh, oh, mary jane okay he got mary jane in rob okay why is
3: andrew garfield or you said why is andrew
1: garfield yeah why is andrew garfield so so happy to have brothers (laughs) (laughs) no that's not it the whip the whip spencer
2: why is andrew garfield the third spider-man
1: that's it. I'll give it to you. Oh, I'll give it to you. All right. So as a reminder, since it's not the number one, I'll give you one point. Okay. But the, the query was, why is Andrew Garfield, Peter three? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I was so like, I'll like, give it to you. Um. All right. So the number five, I'll go in reverse order. The number okay. five was, why is Andrew Garfield famous? The number four, which is what you got is, why is Andrew Garfield, Peter three? Mm-hmm. Uh, number three was why is Andrew Garfield in No Way Home? Number two is is pretty generic is why is Andrew Garfield trending?
0: Okay. <laughs> why isn't it? And he? then the
1: number one that I actually have no idea what the reference is to is why is Andrew Garfield called the werewolf?
2: There's gotta be a movie reference. Somewhere. It's gotta be that like, it's gotta either be.
1: that or it's related to his hair. Maybe. <laughs> like, why is that his nickname? Who knows? All right. So the score is currently currently at two to one. So, Rob, if you can pull off a point on this next one, we go into a sudden death.
0: Dun, All right. Dun, there we go. Dun.
1: The last query. All right. Why is Indea blank? Mary Jane blank. dating Tom Holland. That's the number five, not the number one. Uh.
2: why is zendaya
1: yep why is zendaya thwip spencer
2: uh so emotionally unavailable
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh partially true but not the query in google unfortunately
0: uh
1: why is zendaya blank mary jane rob in so many movies valid question but no Uh, this one does have to do outside of the movies rather than in universe okay
2: so why is
0: Zendaya
1: why is Zendaya Uh, Thwip Spencer
2: why is Zendaya uh, so much worse at Tom Holland at dancing
1: that would be a very long and specific query but no darn it unfortunately Uh, Mary Jane Rob
3: um, why isn't they, uh, hired by
1: Disney? Nope. Nope. Not I that one. I, 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 not I'll give one going. hint. This will okay. be very apparent when she's acting with Tom Holland.
2: Uh, Oh, Oh, oh uh, the whip Spencer. Why isn't they so tall?
1: So tall was the oh. number one query. Very well followed I, by, I followed by deep. so popular not in dune which i'm like have they seen it what? she is in and dune. then and then why is Zendaya a role model huh. but the number one was why is Zendaya so tall <laughs> so with a score of three to one spencer takes the title yeah, yeah. of the first season three Dagum nerds feud congratulations thank you thank you Hold your bravo breath.
3: bravo
1: but rob you did better than me and Kevin in most games because you at least didn't have a goose egg. <laughs> <laughs> Which now that you've been on the receiving end of this game, it's a lot harder, right? Because you're there going, "Oh uh, yeah, use words." Uh, yeah, words, English stuff. <laughs> and you both did so much better than Trip because you actually remembered your buzzwords <laughs> 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 and didn't change it halfway through. Uh, All right, well, guys, this is a little bit more open format show. But we need to wrap things up. So, any closing thoughts before we call out?
2: I would say I, that I really appreciate just, the, and I really like that Marvel is you know kind of listening to and, and trying to appeal to what the fans are wanting, and like having being a little bit more closer to what the comic books like the the costuming and how the the characters interact interact with their original a little bit of some of their original source material but still stick to and keep it distinctly MCU feeling. Hmm. And I really love that that this movie just kind of encapsulated that really really well.
1: Yeah, I I think it it took what Marvel's been doing so well with their MCU and then what the and rightfully so the the Spider-Verse that Sony has been cultivating, hmm. you know, ever since the Tobey Maguire movies. So, I, uh, you know, I I do think it was a great crossover event that uh, I think appealed to both ends of the spectrum.
3: I'd say that I appreciate Willem Dafoe still willing to act crazy,
1: even in his sixties. That man just, again, hats off to him. He just, did his own stunts. I know. I know. Right? That was like, an,
3: that's like one of the things he said is like, I want to do my own stunts.
1: Well, and I mean, when you have a last name Defoe, aren't you just destined to play a villain?
2: Well,
3: unless yeah. he beca- unless he has a cousin named Defriend. <laughs> 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 I mean, point?
2: there's just two. To, I'm, oh, oh, actually, that is in the movie. We saw William Defriend and William Defoe. You
1: know, true that's right norman is de friend yeah. and goblin is defoe yeah, there you yeah. go everyone it was in the name <laughs> it was in the name all along
2: we solved it there we go
1: <laughs> well spencer rob really appreciate y'all stepping up to the plate there's a reason we have you as patron true believers because when we put out the bat signal <laughs> it was originally just going to be me tonight and uh probably just rambling on my thoughts on uh book of boba which we'll save for another episode and I gotta um, watch that as well. <laughs> I've got so many things to watch. <laughs> hey, man, it only it only gets worse once you become a dad and then you're like, I have I am so behind on all the things. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I, we I, I'm happy we got to make time for Spider-Man No Way home. But hey, if you enjoyed listening to this show, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It really helps other people find out the show. And hey, you too could be like Spencer and Rob and be on the show. It's one of those hidden perks but yet not so hidden perks that we have for our daggum true believer status is that you are the roster you could be like rob the foster in the roster that we call on at any time to come in on the show uh we also are going to be introducing some new exciting perks in season three that will allow you to have more ride-alongs where you can listen to the show see how the sausage is made we're going to be doing some live Uh, after shows as well that you're welcome to join in on the fun so check out our Patreon program help support the show and uh join these two wonderful guys in the camaraderie
2: join us yes (laughs) one of
1: us one of us we have cookies also really important y'all know what the pun count was for this episode
2: i do not know
1: 42 I (laughs) I wish it was 42. That would be a a Daggum Nerd record. No, this one, I I mean, for for both myself and Spencer being on, this one is a little bit more conservative. But we were at a solid 11 for the show. So, you know what? That's appropriate because both you and Spencer are number one. (laughs) Which one put together makes 11. But uh, anyway, we so appreciate y'all listening to the show. And we will catch you later, Daggum Nerds.
0: a boulder